This is Up Too Late, and I'm Teresa Zoe Williams. Thanks for tuning in to episode four. Okay, so Lent started a couple days ago now. Yeah, you know, Ash Wednesday, when they, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Okay, everyone always jokes about how funny it is, how the different priests make the sign of the cross on your forehead. Um, you know, did he do a smudge? Did you get a blob? Is yours the perfect formed cross? I think it's kind of funny because the outside world doesn't care. Like the people we're going and witnessing to with this, they don't care. To non-Catholics, everything on your forehead looks like a smudge. I once had this old lady lick her thumb and try to wipe off my ashes from my forehead. We were in the grocery store looking at pasta and she just leaned over and did this. Uh, she thought she was helping. This was clearly pre-COVID though. Grandmas are always coming out to the rescue, right? You know, a Catholic grandma would be the first, she'd be the first one to assess how well Father did with your ash cross. And also, she'd be the first to help you discern a, a correct or good Lenten penis. Can you imagine, like, the old lady in the church and she's going, Oh, looks like he was in a hurry. Maybe that's because you were late and rushed up to the altar his father was about to finish up. You should give up being late for Lent. Here, take my late husband's wristwatch so you can always tell the time. I know, I know, it has the Freemason symbol on it, but don't worry, I had Father bless it. It's fine now. You know, it can't be any worse than all those things you see on your smartphone on the internet. Oh, look, there's my granddaughter. She's my ride, gotta go. Oh, you'd like her. She's always on time, and she gave up drinking the tears of the patriarchy for Lent. Come on, I'll introduce you. Catholic grandmas have a corner on the market for guilt, solutions, and vocations. Okay, so Lent has started, right? Let's get down to brass tacks. You know, everybody picks a penance and, and starts doing it. Don't feel bad if you haven't figured out what you're going to do yet. It's still early. You still have time to decide on that perfect penance. You know, the one that's spiritually edifying, but not too easy, but also is not so hard that you're just begging for death like Job in the Old Testament. But don't forget that Lent is a time for death. But you still, you still got a memento mori it. You know, repeat Catholic guilt and scrupulosity ad nauseum. That's what Lent's all about for us Catholics, right? You know what? Just pick something. Just pick something. God's going to be okay with whatever it is, as long as you chose it, trying to honor him and get closer to him. And, you know, for you indecisive types, it, just picking something would be penance and sacrifice enough for you. This year for Lent, I'm giving up rum and praying with a daily devotional. Just like I did last year. Because we all know Lent 2020 hasn't ended yet. It's still going. Will it ever end? Will it? Oh, please, God, let it end. Oh, no. You're probably wondering if this monologue will ever end. Well, maybe it won't. Maybe this is your penance. Welcome to the show. Okay, 
Now for the drink of the day. It's a penance. It's, there's no drink of the day during Lent. We are repenting and fasting. Jeez, you heathens, no pinkies out for you. And now for a dramatic reading of scripture. Today's tale is a great Lenten scripture when Satan tempts Jesus in the wilderness. From the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. No kidding, I'd be hungry too. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple, which is really high up in case you're wondering. It's like super high. It's like the highest point. That's why you could see everything. Anyway, he's up there. The devil said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you. And... With their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. God aces every test anyway. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain, very, very high mountain, and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. Okay, as if that would work. God made those kingdoms. He already knows their magnificence. The devil really is more stupid than we think. Anyway, the devil said to him, All these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. And at this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan! It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. For this week's Top 10, I give you the Top 10 Things to Give Up for Lent. At number 10, you should give up sugar or sweets. No goodies for you. This is like the gateway penance for Lent and Catholics. Like if you, if you really can't do anything else, this is the one for you. At number nine, you should give up meat. Not just on Fridays, but on every single day. No more bacon. That's pretty penitential. Number eight. You should give up snacking in between meals. Be grateful for all that food you do have. Not the meat, though, because you're giving that up, too. But for all that other food, 
the kinds that rabbits eat. Rabbits are a very Catholic animal after all. Coming in at number seven, you should give up hot showers. Plenty of people have never felt hot water in their lives, so this is a great symbolic act of solidarity. You'll also use less water, which will help save the planet. A cold shower might help you avoid other things during Lent, too. You know, if you have some fallings over from, from Valentine's Day last week still. Coming in at number six, you should give up wearing shoes. Toughen those feet up and go barefoot for the sake of the kingdom. We don't get to take our physical possessions with us anyway. Get a jump start. At number five, you should give up music and or singing. Don't sing a new song unto the Lord. Let your lips keep quiet till dawn of Easter. At number four, you should give up Twitter. Ugh. Okay, I'm joking. Nobody should give up Twitter. It's the best. But go ahead and give up Facebook. That place is seriously scary. Ranking at number three, you should give up sleeping for the duration of Lent. Sleeping is unproductive. Teach that mortal flesh to behave and don't let it have anything that it needs to keep you functioning. That'll teach it. And number two, you should give up food. Just none. The body is weak and giving it what it wants will only make it weaker. Get strong. Teach that body how to survive not on bread alone. And at number one, you should give up your significant other for Lent. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So oust that weakness from your life. No room for weaknesses when we're running the race so as to win. But good luck winning when you aren't sleeping or eating anyway. No, oh well, you're going to die someday. Lent is a great time to not only reflect on that, but get a head start. And that's your top ten. Since it's the beginning of Lent, here are some Catholic books we wish didn't exist. Reading any of these would be a great way to mortify yourself, which is a great practice for Lent. In no particular order, here are some of the Catholic books we wish didn't exist. Infiltration by Taylor Marshall. Okay, so if this was the top 10 list, this book would come in at number one. You want a good, trashy, conspiracy theory novel? This is the one you've been looking for. How about The Benedict Option by Rod Dreher? Just completely ignore Jesus' command at the end of Matthew's Gospel to go out and make disciples of all nations. Absolutely do not be in this world, even if you're not of it. Nope. Go hide and make your own dwelling and get the hell away from all those other people and stuff in the world. Side note, hermits are still fine. You can be a hermit. How about Can a Catholic Be a Socialist? by Trent Horn. If you want exactly one angle or one lens to look at this issue through with absolutely no regard for any other possible reasonings, this is the book for you. If you just want to be able to say, I'm right and you're wrong, and to not have to give deeper thought to this issue, this is your book. And finally, any book by Matthew Kelly. 
Just put them all in a pile, light them on fire. Then you can roast your s'mores and bacon over the flames. But remember, only on Sundays. And now, for a saint, whose feast day happens to be this Sunday, February 21st, St. Peter Damien. He was super strict about literally everything, but he was also extremely patient and gentle with his penitents. Once, he rebuked the Pope for playing chess. Whoa. And he was also known throughout his life to give many alms to the poor and always had poor people at his dinner table. He also always practiced whatever penance he gave to others. He never burdened others in a way that he wouldn't burden himself. That's what I love most about this saint. Getting serious for a second. I love St. Peter Damien because he never put burdens onto other people. He showed them the way to freedom in Christ. And he did what he gave to others also. And he was more gentle and patient with others than he was with himself, too. When he wasn't praying or otherwise occupied, Peter Damien would make wooden spoons and other tools to keep his hands from becoming idle. Because, you know, idle hands are the devil's tool, after all. Uh, so we don't want any of that. No devil. No sin. Ever. And that's it for our show this week. It's a super short one because it's Lent and we all need to be, you know, making penances and doing good and remembering our death and if you're really into it, wearing sackcloth and ashes. So thanks for joining me tonight for this episode of Up Too Late. I know it's an act of penance just to listen to me, but I hope I wasn't too burdensome. You can always find me on Twitter at Teresa Zoe and on Instagram and Facebook at Teresa Zoe Williams. If you like this show, consider becoming a supporter at Patreon at patreon.com slash Teresa Zoe. God bless and keep you. Sleep well and have sweet dreams. May your guardian angel be close at hand. And may Mama Mary wrap you in her mantle. Go to sleep!